Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrowcom slash ACAST. That's burrowcom slash ACAST. burrowcom slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Megan. Hello. It's time for our show. But am I wrong? Lovely, lovely. Okay. Um, that was enough of that. Uh, but am I wrong? Welcome, everyone. Welcome. So welcome to the podcast. This is But Am I Wrong, where we two people who have not once ever been wrong in our whole lives, in the entirety of the time we've been on this planet, and in Melissa's case, other planets, never once have we been wrong. So we thought start a fucking podcast about how right we are and we can tell everybody about how right we are and tell you when you're wrong. Great job, Megan, for explaining this show. Thank you. It was really good. 
if you want to see our gorgeous, wonderful, stunning, beautiful faces, you can head on over to our Patreon. You can also support the show and all the shows that we make over there. So um, we have three different segments on this show. We will explain each of them before we get into it. But one of the best parts of the show is you can vote on who you think was wrong in each situation on the posts that I make. What do you call them? Stories. (laughs) The slides on the Instagram stories. Okay. (laughs) Those are going up on the Instagram. These episodes come out Thursday. Hopefully that will be up Friday at the latest Saturday or Sunday. Hopefully not Monday. And go over there and vote. And if you have any insight to like why you voted that way, you vote with the popular vote, you voted with the not popular vote, or you agree with us and you have thoughts and feelings, shoot us a DM. Good job, Megan. Thank you. I told you that for the second time today. Do you I, have a praise kink? Sure. Yeah, but only when I'm actually doing a good job. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> I know you're just trying to, you're keep trying to like keep me holding on. Like, can you see in my eyes that like, where am I? I know. I'm That's what I'm wondering to... though. But like when you look at my, like, I don't know where I am in my eyes. Can you see that? Well, considering that I don't know where I am, <laughs> your glasses magnify your eyes so much. So when you took your glasses off, it was like I took my glasses off. You were like, where is she? It, it made me blink. <laughs> but do you get what I mean? Like look into my eyes. Megan, what's going on? But you have to know that I'm not here either. Like, can you Where tell that I we? that I no, because I'm so self-involved. The only thing I can think about is like, I'm not here. You look here. I need a reason. And maybe <laughs> I need a lot no, of no, no, reasons. No. <laughs> maybe there's an optometrist listening. I've never heard of an optometrist being part of our community here. I would love to know that. But I want to know why Megan's glasses reflect green light. Well, they're very cheap lenses. Like, I got the cheapest lenses, okay. so maybe that. Okay, it. but it's aspirational. It wants to reflect talking, money. Uh, that's great. There we go. There's the answer I've been looking for. I don't care about the cheapness. I'm talking about whatever the curve is that's creating a green light. Mm. Anyway, uh, should we get into the first segment of this show? I, I think we should. Do you know what the first segment is? Yes, of course I do. <laughs> Because it's also the name of the show. And that's when we pick something from our own lives. Me, Megan, Megan, me, you, me, me, you. It's a Justin Timberlake song. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) All night. Have it your way for play before I feed your appetite. Ew. He will never (laughs) feed my appetite. Like, I'm starving. I'm thirsty and I'm starving. And he has no ability to satiate or quench. Well... He has the ability to satiate, quench, and clinch me from any direction that he you're, would like. You're disgusting. We have to move on. <laughs> I can't. Uh, but am I wrong? Again, we pick something from our lives. And it could be a rant. It could be us being mean, bad about something. It could be just anything from our lives. Or just from the world as it is that we have thoughts and feelings about. I have what some may consider a hot take. I think it's scientific, historical, etched in stone. I'm sure the Supreme Court would agree with me. I think. Do you? Melissa, I think that at the end of the day, we'd all be lying to ourselves if we said that mermaids weren't real. Okay. 
And here's my reasoning. There is no shot we all lied the exact same way. And here's here's the other thing. Logically, do I know that everything comes from one fable back in the day and then passed on like folk songs we're, we're, we're whispering and we're a gabbing and we're telling people and then other people go other places and then suddenly we have these, these fairy tales, these folk tales that get spread across the world. And it's like, how would you know that? How would I know that? We all have the same thing. Sure, but that is not nearly as fun as the belief that there are mermaids. I might have fallen for a blurry picture on Tumblr of a mermaid and said, that's definitely real. There might have been other iterations of, of things like that, which I've gone, it's definitely there. But I think for us to say something, to us to say a fact about the ocean with a 100% certainty is a joke. We don't know jack shit about the ocean. So therefore, you cannot tell me that you are 100% sure that mermaids don't exist. Might they look creepy crawly? Sure. Might they look very gilly? Might they look like a piranha, a deep sea kind of creature? They might not have long, luscious locks and seashell titties. But I choose to believe the same way that I believe that dinosaurs could be what's set up for fairy tales about dragons, but it's more fun to believe in both. Here's my hot take counter. You don't fucking believe in mermaids. It's not that I don't believe in mermaids. I believe that mermaids were a hallucination by people that had like typhoid fevers. They're mirages. And they were seeing manatees. And they oh, were going no. out. Don't go there. And fucking the manatees. And they came to and they're like, I didn't fuck a manatee. That was a that was a that was mer- an ocean bitch. Mermaid. Mermaid. I also think that, you know, not all sirens are mermaids, but not all mermaids are sirens. And I think that sirens were the ones that were calling the people while they were hallucinating. And so, like, they're just like manatee floating around. But then there were some of them there, like, that manatee was hot. And they were fucking those manatees. And then they came to, and they're like, ooh, I just fucked a animal. So now I gotta write this down as something else. And then that's how we got a lot of STIs as well. That's also the first origin of gaslighting. <laughs> Here's what I think I think. How I choose to believe, do I believe that some of these seamen mm-hmm. fucked ocean mammals of the manatee variety? Yes. But do I believe that that was orchestrated by, by some orcas. funny, goofy little mermaids and their orcas saying, you'd be hella fucking funny if we got that. And then the manatee goes, that's hilarious. I'm fucking in. Because of course, mermaids can talk to mm-hmm. other ocean animals. Because I just think that like for as much like darkness that goes on in the ocean, there has to be a little bit of tomfoolery. And so like having these like catty, cunty, funny, mischievous ocean creatures who are facilitating a manatee boink, (laughs) a a, a sailing smash, 
I just think it's perfect. And then mermaids then technically would have invited in invented gaslighting because they're like, I totally saw you. And then they're disappeared and they're gone. And then you have a manatee who's just like looking at you right there going, <laughs> what if manatees are actually mermaids, but they can shape shift, shape shift. So you're saying that when ready Hans Christian Andersen wrote the book, the little mermaid, then this was like, the Bible that he was creating for the mermaids? Shape-shifting is a part of mermaid core. Okay. It is the foundation of the oath of the mer- of the mer. <laughs> Mermaid, merwoman. Yeah, the mer oath Merman. is we are shape-shifters. We shift, we shift shapes. <laughs> and then they all say, here, here, throw some kelp on that, and then they swim away. It's a very short oath. So where's the opening for mer people? Of the ocean or of their bodies? Of their bodies. No, no. To have sex with no yeah. no. The the they are not we did not give the satisfaction of these sea men to have sex with these gorgeous, beautiful, sexy mermaids. No, no. They shape shifted into manatees. Manatees. And then they had sex with the manatees. They were not like having sex with these ugly seamen. They were looking gorgeous. And then they switched it and reversed it. So you're it. saying they sirened it. That's what, exactly what I'm saying. Okay. So the sirens lured yeah, they're, the Like the, you said, not semen. all mermaids are sirens, yeah. but all sirens so are mermaids. So the tricksters. The tricksters. Yeah. There were some that were just boring, like bland as fuck, just like sitting in the kelp, like playing with fishes and then the other ones were like let's have some shenanigans let's have some fucking fun on this tuesday let's fuck some shit off there's they, a boat those up are here. the ones that orchestrated with the orcas and those are the and ones so that the orcas, we came from the orcas bumped the ships around yep and then when the ships came around they were like okay now we're gonna shape shift they, we, they're already confused they don't know what's going on mm-hmm. we've already so now we're gonna shape shift they've seen us as a mer person yeah. and now we're going to shape shift into a manatee yep. and fuck them yep and then leave yep and then they laugh and they go ha 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 or they change <laughs> do they change back into the mer people yeah so then really freaks they they totally fuck them up and then they go back and they tell everyone everyone's like those people do not exist and so then they make them look crazy and then now orcas are having their time and mermaids were like let us at him and they're like bitch you had your moment now it's our turn and so the mermaids are down at the ocean floor clapping applauding letting the orcas fuck around and then i don't know in a hundred years or so how much long it's been a long thousands of years from now the mermaids are going to come back for their time and they're really just it's a volleyball tournament between them and the orcas yeah hans christian anderson wrote the book in 1837 really yeah okay so that's my hot take and Again, if anyone wants to dispute me, you fucking can't. We don't know shit about the ocean. I already disputed you. No, but first of all, don't pretend we did not find common ground here, you bitch. Like, no, we, I'm just repeat. I have my answer, and then I was using my answer you to help know you. That we I don't know. have mermaids because I know how. What do you know that Mister Stocky Rush Boy does I went not know? Down in my submersible, Mister Big well, Time, Little Time Rush. I know a lot because I'm still here. Uh, I went down in my little submersible. I did not have a uh, a log te- a Logitech te- controller and Xbox. Looked around, didn't see him. Yeah, you fucked around, and then you said, "I'm going to leave before I find out." Mm-hmm. 
here's the thing. I just, there's so many things we don't, we know a lot of things about some stuff. Do you think that, because James Cameron has gone down there a few times. I want to meet that man. Do you think that he's fallen in love with the Murr person? No, I think that the Murr really respect James Cameron and his aquatic endeavors and his advocacy for education and research about the deep sea. And I think that he respects them more than he respects these bitches on land. He, he would never rat them out. I heard he's a terrible person, though. I rebuke that information in the name of the Murr. <laughs> Here's the thing. If he's a terrible person. A lot of people are terrible okay. people, but they still make significant input to the world. And I don't want to go to the deep sea. So, like, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, we know so much about some things that there's no room for fables and lies and tales. Vaccines. You know, there's so people want to come up with shit that we've already figured that out. We've already proven that. Might I implore you, space, the ocean, that we don't know that much about. You want to come up with some concepts, all of these things. First of all, there is nothing up there and around all that, that whatever you're thinking about down here is not going to have big effects on the rest of us. Same thing with down in the ocean. If you need to explore either one of those things, you can do so and not spread polio. I'm trying to come up with some come and come sets from the top space. Come and come sets? Mm-hmm. The fuck does that mean? Yeah, I don't speak this language. What come are you saying? and concepts. Come and... Yeah, because I'm trying to get fucked by an alien. Oh, you meant... Concept, but I'm using come as a fill-in word. So I'm like getting jizzed on in the face, like a comp set. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. I love it when you explain the jokes. It makes it so mm-hmm. much funnier mm-hmm. because then I can understand it and everybody else gets to listen and go, Megan, come on. And yeah, then everybody else what I'm who's trying like to me, say too. Come on. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to give some personal name shout outs to people who only understood it after the explanation along with me. Charity. Charity. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> Erica was with you from Erica the fucking beginning. Erica was with me. Bree Jenny, Jenny was up. with me. Jenny was with you. Uh-huh. Bree, sometimes. Bree's a fucking toss up. Yeah. What time of day is Bree listening? Mm-hmm. Eric was me. Yeah. Wow, you have five, I have three. Soraya was... Might have been with me, I think. Soraya could have been with you, but again, what time is Soraya listening to the podcast? That's true. I Diane say, was with me. Oh my, Diane was before you. <laughs> Agnes is with me. Yeah. Mm. No, I think Agnes would be with me. Agnes might be asleep well that's what mm-hmm. I was gonna say time change yeah there's so many Sarah's there's a lot of y'all so we'll just split you I'm telling you right now there's I, everyone else I think is on you <laughs> I, I I found my I, I've got my people I think music Sarah was with you without a doubt yeah that's it that's it though those are <laughs> they're the rest the rest are I love I say the solidarity with my, my 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 family um yeah we are we're a little sore and that's okay but that's why they're here because I speak for them And I want you to know that one of my favorite quotes that started my thought process, the feeling of shape-shifting came from when I saw a clip of TikTok, a clip on TikTok of the current season of Love Island. And my favorite fucking character this season, which Coco, you're with me. Say it. One, two, three. Whitney. Yes. She literally sits there, says to herself, just drinking her drink, looking off into the distance, men be shape-shifters. And we cut. We move to someone else. And I go, 
shapeshifters they do. And they learned they learned that from the sirens. Okay. I think you'd really like her. I would be shocked if she wasn't on Aquarius. Okay. And I want, I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. for fun one day, can I do your makeup? Sure. Do you hate when people touch your face? Yep. What about if I just do eye the makeup? Problem, the problem is with touching my face is that my skin is so, which I'm sure you know too, my yeah. skin is so sensitive. When anybody touches it, it feels like it's burning off my face. Well, what if I don't do foundation or anything like that, but like I could do like blush, highlight, and then eyes? Blush is rubbing my face. Highlight is rubbing my can face. I give, can I give it to you? And then you do those parts? Can I do your eyes? Okay. Just for fun. We don't have to go out anywhere. Okay. We can put it up on the uh, <gasps> Patreon. That would be fun. And you're going to have to let me do the lip I want to do on you. And then you can take it right off. Please. No. Do it on yourself. No. Yeah. That will look so bad. I know it will. You're and so it's going to look bad on me too because I don't have an upper lip. That's the problem. Think about okay. it. <laughs> Fine. All right. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to get into But Are You Wrong? This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good I've even like had it on like ice and been like I'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and I just I love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have 310's four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a a straight shot into that and something that book of the month 
you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must-read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. back hi and now it's time for but are you wrong what's but are you wrong megan but are you wrong is when we read your submissions and you tell us about what is happening in your life what has had happened that you would like to know if you were right or wrong in the situation and that's our job we tell you if you were the hero or the villain you have to keep it under 300 words and you can submit it to but am i wrong pot at gmail.com we do ask that you include ages and if you would like to include your pronouns or other people's pronouns, please feel free to do so. And it is all anonymous. So give us some pseudonyms. And if you're going to pick pseudonyms from like a reference for a TV show, that is so not a prerequisite, but some people like to do that but for fun. But we can't anymore. Thank you. So pick a book, pick yeah. the music, pick some yeah. music. Especially because like we might not pick up on mm -hmm. it. So we would change it. But if we don't pick up on it, like, don't fuck it up for me. We are, for we, both of we us. Need, really. we, it's a, this isn't like an opt in, opt out thing. Mm -hmm. This is like 
forever career job yep. thing. Okay. Oh, you're first. I am. Hi, Eminem. My boyfriend, he, him, 25, and I, she, her, started to have sex last night while I was lying on my back. He said, don't just sit. You can undress me. I told him, you could have said that nicer. I wasn't upset. It was more FYI. Keep that in mind for future reference. I would have appreciated awareness for the moment we were in and more kindness as it was quite blunt. He then got upset that I said that basically stopped talking and he just sat there. I was quite annoyed in my mind that this upset him, but he was, but he has a pattern of getting upset over the smallest things I say. The relationship is on its last legs for me, at least. You don't say. <laughs> we stopped there, but said we would continue the next day. Put a pin in it. Your penis. <laughs> Today, I went to him and asked if he would like to continue. And he said yes. After playing video games a bit more and taking a shower, he came to bed and just sat like a hurt puppy. Apparently, he was still upset about what happened last night and that it shook his confidence. In the back of my mind, I felt manipulated. But I tried to be there for him and find out more about what he felt. We ended up cuddling, kissing, and then I jerked him off. After a while, he wanted to have sex, but I wasn't feeling it. I didn't say anything as I knew he would be upset by this. We had sex, but I felt horrible after and started to tear up. Right after, he left to play again. I went to the bathroom and cried for a bit. I felt shitty and manipulated. Am I wrong for saying that and feeling weird about the situation? I'm a little lost. A little bit. I, I, for, when you said put a pin in it, I, we both thought you meant about sex, but did oh, you mean the conversation? Like, we're no, gonna, yeah, we, we stopped there, but we would continue the next day. Yeah. Like, no, we're gonna continue the conversation or you continue sex. sex. One, you don't want to be in this, rela this relationship anyway, as it why. is. Two, you think, do you believe that sexual acts will help solve it? Or are you just having sex to have sex? Cause you kind of like schedule, which, I'm fine with people scheduling sex, but neither one of you seemed like you were into it. Like he was either sad or faking being sad and you didn't want to even do it. And like he had to go. It just felt so staged as in like he was playing video, ga video games. He showered. Then we got in bed and he Find was looking like a sad puppy and you were just doing it to doing it. You didn't actually want to have sex. You just jerked him off because you thought that's, that's what he wanted. And then also, like, I don't know. Just the whole thing is like, don't just sit. You can undress me. Bitch, what? If a man, if someone said that, I'd be like, that's, that is rude. Like, yeah, that's not sexy. That's rude. Like, don't just sit. You can undress me. You can undress yourself. Right. And if you can't undress yourself, that's a different conversation. It would be one thing if it was something where, like, people, some people like to be talked to like in that type of way in the bedroom, but that's something that's established first. Like if he was, he said, I'm not going to say it because I don't want to freak Megan out because she doesn't like it when I do no. things. No. But if he had said it in a way that Take was like, top. show me, show me them titties, titties bitch. Like, <laughs> like, no, bitch is not. I, I personally believe bitch has no fucking place I'm in the fine, bedroom. And seeing and I'm fine with bitch in the bedroom. And you don't like slut. And I don't like slut. But if a man calls moth knows that he i can't even if he quotes someone he will be like so i want to let you know i'm about to quote what someone said and they used the b mm -hmm. word and because I, I go you know as a man i'm so glad you know that that is not your word yeah like i don't i don't like being called a slut or any word like that but like bitch i'm fine with and i'm fine with like 
I really like calling somebody, calling the dude like a little bitch. That's really well, hot to me. Very different. Um, very different. But thing. I also yeah. like to be called a bitch. Too. Yeah. But again, depends on the situation. Yeah. Like, I don't want to just be well, like, it's a you conversation bitch. ahead of time. Yes, but it's like, also not hot. If someone you haven't told you can call me a bitch calls you a bitch. Yes. It like goes, there's, that's and no there's longer a hot way to, me. to do it. There's yep. a way to do it. And I believe that there is a way that he could have said this. But I don't even think he's trying to be sexy. He wasn't trying to be sexy. He was more like you're laying there and not being an active participant in this activity. You need to do something. That's how you read it. I don't know if that's how he meant it, but that's how you understood it. And so then you were like, you could have like, I don't like that essentially is what yep. you said. I don't like that. Please don't do that. And then he pouted, hated it and fought back and then was being manipulative. So. To answer your question, are you wrong for saying that and feeling weird about it? No. no. I would feel the exact same way about all of this. This to me is so manipulative. That is not a nice thing to say. And unless you have a pre-established relationship with specific kinds of like more domineering dirty talk, then no. Like, but you also, <laughs> if you are going to have incorporate anything into your sex life, Things conceptually you can like, you can have liked them a previous mm -hmm. time, but like truly in the moment, there is nothing that you, you are always right to say, I'm that, no, that's not working for me right now. And have that not be a mood killer because the whole point of that is to please both parties. So mm -hmm. if you tell your partner, oh, this thing that previously I was into, I'm no longer into. And they pout about that. It was not about your pleasure. It's about them getting off on that. Yep. And that's not okay. It should not be a halt in the in the plans of the evening unless you, the person who is uncomfortable, wants it to be a halt. But he then got upset at you being upset at his actions. And now you're feeling guilty for being upset when he made you upset. Right. So peace the fuck out. I you said the relationship it's on its last leg, legs for you. No legs. <laughs> Run away. Like goodbye. Like this is so it's over. Yeah. And like, I'm sorry, like, don't just sit. You can undress me. It's like something my nephew would say if he was needing help getting his like pajamas on. But I think there's a way to say it. No, but I'm but saying like just, in like, a way that like this, this like not awareness of like, please, or like a help of thing or something or like, like, I think it would be hot if you took my clothes. Yes. Off. But like this to this me is, is like, like what a kid says when they need help getting ready for a bath. Yeah. And then he sat like a sad puppy. So like, to me, this is like, I would not be attracted to this man. This is giving, uh, you're my mommy energy. I'm going to wah, 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 take care of me. Yuck. Ew. All right. Next one. You're up. Okay. I, 26, work a few times a year with Ralph, 29. That is a great Postmates DoorDash name. We both ride bikes, bike emoji. And we were discussing that casually while waiting for a meeting. He said that there's a local biking club Thursdays and that I should come. I said I'd try and then I forgot about it. I didn't go the next two weeks, but he included me on the end of a work email, bike club tonight, and I didn't respond to that part of the email. Then I saw him and his wife, Wendy, 28, who also works for our company, and he told her that I should come. I'd never met his wife before, but I always try to mention her in our conversations. I felt weird going, but decided to give it a chance since I thought maybe it was just social anxiety. I went and it was fun. I rode with his wife's pace group, even though I normally ride faster because I didn't want to be left alone on the road for my first time out, and I'm slower than her husband. She seemed to be trying to be nice, but she said things that made me think that she didn't really want me to be around her and her husband. Like, nice on the surface, but I felt like it could have been mean. 
I'm not interested in Ralph at all. And I try to be friendly to, and I try to be friendly to everyone I met in the smaller group of the really big group. I decided it felt too off and I didn't go the next Thursday. And I got an email from Ralph three minutes after the group should have started writing that just said disappointment. Mm. What? Am I wrong to think he's pressuring me to go and thinking this is weird? I don't see why he keeps asking me to go or is just the way people do invites now. Um, I'm <laughs> going to say something, but like, I mean this with like so much love and respect. You said that his wife was nice, but you could tell she might be mean. What is his personality like? Is she the personality of the re- relationship and how long have they been together? Because this could just be she's the more social one. He hasn't really made as many friends on his own and he's a little awkward and clunky making social interactions. And he's been dating her. I don't know if they've been dating forever. So like he doesn't really know how to go about that. I think there's a possibility of that. But I think that his his email would have like, um, like it would completely like turn me off in the situation. Um, And you said you work a few times a year with Ralph. So are you at the same company constantly with both of them? Or is this like a seasonal kind of thing? The job? Yeah. Because I think like there are some people I meet through work, you, who like become like best friends, people I talk to like every single day. And then there are people who are coworkers to me that like I'm not going to fuck around with. Mm-hmm. So if you're not like besties with him <laughs> and, and like you've worked together for years or whatever it is, like he might be in the category of like just a, a work, person not like a a work friend that transcends into friendship friends but that doesn't mean he doesn't see you as like a potential friend friend but I think if you make the point to bring up his wife in conversations he doesn't make the point to that I think there's no issue with going with your gut feeling there or thinking that it might be a little odd even if that's not his intention but you don't like the friendship enough to have it come across that way to his wife do what I mean yeah I'm the thing is, he sent a lot of invitations, whatever. Maybe he's trying to expand the group. Maybe he just wants to hang out. I don't know. But all that is erased by the fact that he sent an email after the group. He looked around and saw you weren't there and said, disappointed. Disappointment. Disappointment. That's weird. No, it's very weird. So like... I think he's weird and I don't think you like it. I think you think he's weird too. Yes. So like this isn't everything else. Yeah. Whatever. His intentions don't matter because... Now he's being weird. He's weird. Do you know what I mean? Like you can be accidentally weird or on purpose weird. You can be sexually weird or you could just be weird. And if it's not... He's doesn't matter why just, he's just being weird. Yeah. And if this is somebody you have to save face for because of work, just say wasn't my vibe and leave it at that. Yeah. Thank you for inviting me, but it wasn't my vibe or thank you for inviting me, but I'm not coming back or thank you for inviting me. Not interested anymore. Mm-hmm. I hate biking now. I no longer bike. I've switched to scootering. I'm now a scoot scoot club member. I just have to say. As someone who grew up deep entrenched in a mountain biking culture, not me personally, clearly, look at me, but where I grew up, like fucking biking is a, I would like ask friends and we'll hang out the weekend. So sorry, I can't. We are biking from Marin across the Golden Gate Bridge and I'm taking a 70,246 mile bike ride. I will see you in seven business days. My old roommate was like a triathlon. So she did biking, swimming and running, running. But like biking was her main thing. Mm-hmm. 
she was up at like five o'clock in the morning biking. She was coming home and going biking. Like it was her whole life. She had a she had a thing for her actual bike in case it rained where she could put her yep. bike on this wheelie thing. It was so fucking loud. Yep. I don't think she realized how loud it was. So I told her, but it would wake you me up. It. Yep. And then it would just spin her wheels and it was turned it into a stationary bike. Like biking was her life. And I was like, good for you. But you make me exhausted just looking at you. Without a doubt. Again, as someone who grew up dated biker, like it is people have ponchos for themselves and mm-hmm. for their bikes. Mm-hmm. Like they would be riding on a little t- like and it multiple is such, bikes too. Uh-huh. It is such a fucking cult thing. And then they use it as decor and they go, why would you need a piece of wall art when I have mm-hmm. my Schwinn's? With all this dirt on the... Uh-huh. And my skinny little wheels. Skinny as a nail. Tiny little wheels. Like, this is such a fucking culture thing. And, like, you you also ride bikes. So you can find another... Thing. Like, you know how culty this can be. Mm-hmm. And Ralph is weird. You find a different cult without Ralph. Ralph and Wendy. Love the name choices, by the way. Very good. So, you know, in like how we would talk about how much we hate name icebreaker games mm-hmm. and we'd have to be like, marvelous Melissa, like mm-hmm. miraculous Megan. <laughs> I know. She was a swimmer. She realized this when we got older and all of us didn't realize it until we got Did older. Did she say wet, Wendy? Yes, <laughs> Melissa. And like when we were like middle school, it was kind of like, okay, yeah, she swims. And I think it was by the time we reached like eighth grade that like we started the games again and we got, oh no, I hope she's not going to say it. And like definitely someone like she also realized there too. And it was like, Oh, wow. Like it was to this day, I'll always think of it. And how that moment that that one summer that you're (laughs) you hear your first dick joke and your innocence is gone. Did she find someone named William or Bill or Will? So then they could be what Willie and what Wendy. I'm going to have to look her up. (laughs) I'll see what she's up to. All right. Well, uh, now it's time to take another break. from our break and we're gonna get into but are they wrong so but are they wrong is when we pick individuals or companies or groups that are just bad boo tomato 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 and speaking of tomato i'm sorry that was the funniest thing in the fucking world patreon roll that back because the way that we can communicate with just a single look that I knew you wanted me to say something. I say, boo, there's still some silence. I look up and I see in your eyes, one tomato, two tomato. And I go, tomato, tomato. And then in my head, I went, I don't say it every time. But no, that was your segue. Yes. And it was a great segue. Yes. So speaking of tomatoes, I would like to talk about a burger corporation, In-N-Out Burger. Never heard of it. Well, in case you've never heard of In-N-Out, which is exactly what I wrote right here. <laughs> so we are communicating. What the fuck? It's those oddly gummies. <laughs> They're like, we're focusing from the same little brain. <laughs> in case you haven't heard of In-N-Out Burger, it is a fast food chain that 
is popular here on the West Coast and it started to make its way east. How far east? I know there's in and out in Texas and they said they're going to open one in New York soon. I'm so sorry. Those are the two places I would open last. They already have their burgers. They do not they need got ours. What a burger and, and Shake Shack. Shake Shack, yeah. Yeah, they're good. They still got lines, but they're known to being good to their employees, as in they pay above average than most fast food chains, but they have some controversies. Do tell. I have no idea. They've had questionable history with the LGBTQIA community since their founder has made donations to candidates that do, do not that do not support the community. Also, during peak times of the pandemic, they were not checking customers' vaccine cards when it was required to mm-hmm. in the state of California. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when we went to Chipotle? And you have to wait outside because you couldn't find your vaccine card. And we have to order your food and leave. It wasn't your birthday weekend. Oh, it sounds right. Yeah. Sound, makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. I be- yes, I remember now. It, it took me a second. It was the day we got there. Yep. Okay. The day we got there. So Dr. Lucky Tran, who specializes in public health issues, tweeted out a document from in and out that bans employees from wearing masks. It was filed on July 14th through its media contact page and an internal document states, we are introducing new mass guidelines that emphasize the importance of customer service and the ability to show our associates smile and other facial features while considering the health and well-being of all individuals. We believe this policy will also help promote clear and effective communication, both with our customers and among our associates. So the policy bans employees from wearing masks unless the worker has a valid medical note. Employees who don't comply with face discipline, which is what they're calling it, come shop, could be terminated. And in and out documents, it's addressed in Arizona, Colorado, Nevada, Texas and Utah, California and Oregon, of course, are left out of this, but it will go into effect August 14th. You know, terrible. So California just said California and Oregon said no, they didn't even try. (laughs) They said losing battle. Yeah, we want to have we would rather have a higher success rate than even attempt. Yeah. At these fucks. I went to in and out like two weeks ago and they say, still had mask on. I was like, much, great. And I had my mask on too. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. Like when we go on the, the occasions that we do there, we have masks in the car. The second mm-hmm. we roll down the windows, we have our masks and they like have their masks and they wait to approach because they see yes. us putting our masks on until we have our masks. And it's a wonderful experience. And I always thank them for wearing their masks and they thank me for wearing my mask. Like mm-hmm. just built different over here. Yeah. So they suck. And that's that. But I do want to share two good things oh that gosh. have helped ha- that have happened in the health. Can I world. say one th- about the yes, in and out? Ahead. And I do not mean this as a knock to all religions at all. But the fir- when I was a kid, so in and out growing up in California, in and out's a fucking big ass thing. And the fir- I remember finding like looking at the bottom of the bags and they had like Bible verses there. And automatically I went, uh oh. And I remember I asked someone, I go, is this like Chick-fil-A? And they were like, no, I don't think so. And I was like, you, okay, why do we have Bible verses on the bottom of takeout bags here? 
then I got older, more things started happening, more controversies started happening, learned more about the found the people who continue to run it. And it was like, oh, there that's a specific sect of Christianity who would, of course, be the kinds of people to put verses on the bottom of bags mm. for you to get for your takeout. Mm. OK, so that was my first introduction to like the realizing of it. And people can say that, like, you know, the founders of them had, like, a lot of time we'll talk about any companies, but like, well, the founder, but like, you know, it's totally restructured. Mm -hmm. You will notice it is one of those places that they may restructure, they may rehire. It is within a same belief system. Yep. That's all I will say. All right. But I do want to share two. I love it. Good health things that happened this week. The FDA, they've improved antibodies for infants from to protect them against RSV. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so in case you don't know, RSV has been the leading cause of infant hospitalizations in the U.S. Mm -hmm. So this is huge. No, that's huge. We had a huge, because of COVID and people taking off their masks, we had a huge uptick of RSV in adults mm -hmm. and children. And for babies, it can be deadly. And yeah. it's for pe older people, it can be deadly too. But yeah. babies specifically, that's yeah. crazy. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Go FDA. Go FDA. And then also the second drug to treat Alzheimer's is set to go on the market by the end of the year. Oh, as and, someone with a family history, that I makes me too. pretty fucking excited. Yeah. Whoa. I didn't even know there was one. Yeah, they. I think it got approved. It was recent, like mm -hmm. earlier this year or last year. Wow. That's not to be dark or whatever, but like usually the treatments of things we find, there's more gung-ho and funding and stuff for things that happen to really young kids mm -hmm. and then people in their like I would say like 40s once you get to like something that usually you don't have an onset until 50s 60s 70s 80s there's a lot of just well some you're gonna something's gonna get you yeah so I'm pleasantly surprised that that has been mm -hmm. some like some goal like working towards that that's crazy yeah i'm excited like i'm really excited because that's one of my biggest fears without 100 percent. i had no idea that my grandma had lou gehrig's disease like i and that's like the most aggressive work that's what robin williams had and it's like the most aggressive like one of the worst forms of it alzheimer's is genetic lou gehrig's has like it doesn't make you any more or less likely to specifically get that mm -hmm. but finding out that it was lou gehrig's that she had low-key made me be like oh okay so i if i get all, it's i'd rather have Alzheimer's, not Luke, that, okay, if this is the worst of the worst, I've already seen that. If it happens, I can fucking do, but like knowing that that's crazy, that that's progress of that because everyone I know I, who has it in their family, like it is detrimental. Yeah. And it's the worst thing ever because you think about it in it's a multi-generational thing. So mm -hmm. most of us who have it run in family, you see a grandparent with it, then you worry about the younger people in your family who are still older than you. And then you're so busy worrying about all of that, that it goes, okay, well then if it happens to me, then I have to worry about the, my peers and people, my kids or whatever, them having to do with that. Like it's a very awful and horrific thing. So that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowlin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowlin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlinBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great, too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I wish I had something exciting to add on to the end of mine, but I don't. I would like to nominate Bob Iger. Uh. I We've talked about it and you've heard it on other podcasts of ours that we have released this week, most likely. Talking about the strike, we talked about the writer's strike, the star of the writer's strike, Melissa Writer, and now SAG has stricken, struck also. Mm-hmm. And our union is going up against the major studios. And Bob Iger is the head of Disney who recently just extended his contract. And For how much money? $27 million. Uh-huh. That's his annual salary. $27 million. 
And this man has the absolute audacity to call the requests of the SAG union, which for people to understand, 95% of SAG actors do not make a living being an actor. And we're not asking to make a living being an actor. Everybody has side gigs. Everyone has all of these hustles. Like the industry is difficult and nobody is trying to (laughs) change that. But the studios who are trying to make it all harder, it's already hard. Nobody's asking for a free walk in the park. All of these sort of things. People being like, oh my God, these multimillionaire actors just can't get enough. The actors who make millions of dollars, there are so few of them. They're all sitting at the table at uh, Hollywood with, Round Table. No, they're all sitting at Jimmy Kimmel's house in Idaho with the dinner that Kristen Bell is hosting. Yeah, that's all of them. You know what I'm talking about. I know. Of course, I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. There are only 160,000 actors in SAG. That's that's it. So when you think of all of the famous people who make millions of dollars, you know all of them. There is no actor who is making millions of dollars who you do not know of. There's not. There's also a lot of people that you think are making millions of dollars and they're not at all. They're not even close to it. Unless you see that they have signed a deal and they have spoken about making millions of dollars. They have bought a home that is a $30 million home. They are not making millions of dollars. They're not even making a million dollars. No. And and like not per project, not per year, not maybe in their entire, like not most actors, not in their entire lifetime. Mm -hmm. What people don't understand about SAG, just as like a quick background, you have to pay dues, $3,000 of dues, yearly dues. And what SAG does is it is a union that protects actors. So something goes wrong on set, safety thing, you can call people. They have all of these resources to help you out to make sure that you are safe and protected on a set. I've had to utilize them before for those reasons. It's something that I do not know an actor who has not run into something that they needed to report to SAG, even if they didn't or not. It's also how we get health insurance. It's also pension. Like SAG is not doing 401k matching. (laughs) Like, This is not a structure of a typical corporate company. It is a union for the arts. And we're not trying to make it not a union for the arts. But with the start of streaming services, streaming does not give residuals. You can get a one-time payment when it is gone on to like an international streaming service, potentially. And that might be 45 cents. It might be a dollar. There is no real set residuals calculation for streaming. They don't have to give you anything. I've never seen a dollar in residuals from things I've done streaming. The things that I have gotten my residuals for is for producing. And then my acting streaming ones for my movie are so tiny. And also for people listening that don't understand is that the things that you're talking about that you haven't got residuals for are constantly playing. Yes. And so people are making money from it, uh-huh. but the people who are actually working on it are not. It's the networks and then it's going towards the CEO's multi-million dollar a year mm-hmm. contracts. So, and I have a, a unique experience with this because I have been in things that I've purely been cast in and I've also produced something. So I see how much I'm getting as for a small indie like small budget movie 
how much that I get of my residual cut when it sells like rights to be played on an airline, when it sells something to be on this, whatever that is. My acting cut of it is most of the time, zero dollars and zero cents for the acting. The producing, sure, I get some there. But then the things that I have done that people tell me that they are watching on airplanes, they're watching in their doctor's office, they have seen a thousand times, they, watch, they see it on TV, they go uh, to Europe and they're seeing it on TV, Any, all of these other places, like, oh my God, I've watched all of this, this is great, you're on this app on my T, all of, I got one, one lump sum payment, paid in two parts, never seen a dime again. So most actors, back in the day, you could have residuals that wouldn't necessarily pay your bills forever. But the thing that most people are not understanding is in order to qualify for health insurance and cover health insurance, yes, you're having your co-pays and all of that kind of stuff. You have to make a certain, a certain amount of money acting every single year. I have not made that money since the pandemic started. So I have to pay $800 a month to maintain the level of health insurance that I have, or I unenroll with the health insurance from my union. And then if I book another union job and I make enough money, I re-enroll in that. It's a, it's not, it's not a, a quick and easy process. I would then be lapsed healthcare cover, all of these other things. Like it's, and I'm a, a privilege that I could pay $800 a month and maintain my coverage. But unless you make $26,000 a year from acting alone. And you're not making that $800 from acting either. No, that money that's is what I'm coming. saying. Most actors have to have multiple streams of revenue, yep. which you do. Yep. And like, the amount of money that these fucking networks and studios are making is insane. So here's the reason why, allegedly, they don't want to give residuals. There are two options from my perspective and from a lot of people's perspectives. One, the amount of payout that they would have to do in back pay for people is would bleed these companies dry. It would be so much money. It would cost so much because their shows do so well. Or B they would actually have to disclose the real numbers of what these shows are pulling in, how, much pe how, how many people are watching them, what the audience retention rate is, and they will have to admit that they've inflated it immensely and they will lose all of their funding from their venture capitalists and their venture funds because they have lied and they have not actually been that successful. I don't know if you've known, but like every time there is a new project on streaming service, like broke the record. And it goes, what record? What proof? And it goes, well, I'm telling you right now what it is. So that's why. And I'm going to tell you right now, if the residuals would bleed you dry, that doesn't make any sense because if you gave the real numbers to your investors, you would have more than enough money to cover that. So we couldn't bleed you dry because the, the amount of money your company is valued at and all the money you have is, is based on these real true numbers mm -hmm. for how successful it is because it's not. That's why you don't want to get that. And that is not a ridiculous request. Again, it's not the inflation bumps, all of these different things. Now, because things are on streaming, residuals don't happen for things that are even on TV as much. It devalues that. So the cost of like the fraction of what you get as a residual has dropped immensely because people aren't watching things on cable. They're going to go watch the entire thing streaming and then we're not getting, getting the revenue. And that has... That's I'm talking about shows that are cable shows that then get sold to streaming, not sh streaming shows that are built and started the streaming zero residuals there. 
there's also whole networks that were networks and now have that have been sucked into the streaming as well. I can't say specifically what they are because yeah, but- it goes against strike rules, but I implore you to look them up. But it's like a it's a mess. But yeah. it's all it's so that they don't have to continue paying people. That's the whole point. And then the other big thing that we have requested, aside from self-tapes, having primarily switching them to in-person, which is so fucking important. I cannot stress. And I will say to the people who are being like, Explain what a self-tape yeah. is, though. So a self-tape, there's a difference between an in-person audition and a self-tape. Uh, a self-tape is you are filming your audition yourself. You have the sides. You have someone reading with you off camera. And in order to do a self-tape, you have to have a mechanism of filming that, whether that's a phone, an iPad, a camera. You also have to have uh, a means of editing it because you can't just people like, oh, just send it from your phone. Sure. You have to download another app because you have to include like your name, the title of the project, the the role that you're reading, how many scenes there are, the amount of times they'll be like, please export it in a slate on addition to each one in a slate as you saying your age, name, height, no, never your age, your mm-hmm. name, your height and your location and whether you are represented by a union and where you're currently based. And they might include something else or remove one of those things. And they have every fucking audition, every project will be different about what they want your self-tape to be like. And then you have to buy an account on Vimeo because you can't have it on you. You can't do anything that could potentially be public. And you have to pay that monthly fee. And it goes up if you're in more gigabytes of video footage every single month. And then you have to send that out and then they read that. But in order to do that, you have to have the lights has to look nice and you have to have someone who has the time to read it with you. So a lot of people will go to casting studios to do that, pay $100 an hour. That's $100 per audition, sunk cost, like not going to get that money back. Or you have to somehow have someone who can do this with you. A self-tape takes hours versus going in person for an audition. The only cost, the gas, parking, you get there, you do it, in and out. The time that you are performing, five minutes max for a first time. That is a blip on the radar of the day. It does not require so much. And forever and always, casting will always accept a self-tape. If you don't live where you are or you can't get to do it in person, they'll always accept a self-tape. But right now, they're not doing any in-person auditions. It is all self-tapes. And I'm going to tell you right now, the uh, desire for casting to watch a lot of self... They're not discovering unseen talent there. They are going with names of people that they recognize. So you are not making any real connections with people. You're sending it off into the earth. And then the same people are getting cast over and over and over and over again. Also talk about how many pages they are and the amount of time that you Uh have to even do these. So tape, I'll get a tape uh, between the longest I'll ever have before is if I get a tape on Friday due Monday. Most of the time you get a tape due on on Tuesday. Do what when do you get it sent at 4 p.m. and it might be due 8 a.m. the next day, it might be due 10 a.m. the next day, it might be due two days later, something like that. And the longest I've ever had is 22 pages. 14 is pretty average. Seven is a good day. But when you get all of those same pages for an audition, the second you walk into the audition, they say, We're just gonna do one scene. Mm-hmm. Pick the one that's two pages. So much fucking easier. <laughs> and like you can get notes from them and like the time commitment to it. I'm so lucky that I have a partner who lives with me who can help me. I love him to death. My tapes are not as good as my in-person auditions because I am not acting with the... There's a reason why a casting director is called a casting director. 
because they are directing what is happening. You can't have that at home. No. And I mean this with so much peace and love. Casting directors, creative individuals. They are. A lot of directors, not so much. I've had directors who like, I'm auditioning for something. Character has red hair. And casting director's like, we love her for this. He goes, well, the character has red hair. And they're like, she'll dye her hair red. And he's like, that's just not how I picture it. And then I've gotten a call. Can you grab a wig, throw that on, and I can show them. And it's like, you do, the casting directors do everything in their power to get who they think is best for the role, cast in that role. So the reason that you see the same people doing the same kind of roles over and over and over again is because it is not enough to cast someone off of a tape. People don't necessarily, okay, well, maybe it was a fluke that they did a really good job with that. Let me see everything else that they've done. And then, oh, well, I've seen the Rolodex of all of their other projects and things that they've done. They can definitely do this. And then you just pigeonhole people into the exact same roles and it's the same fucking people playing the same fucking things all the time because that's all you that's all you have. You can't say, hey, can you try this a different way? Hey, can you do whatever? And as someone who always fucking auditions for a bitch, the, one of the best tips I had ever gotten was when you go in and you read for a, a bitch, go in with a smile on your face, be incredibly kind and you flip that switch on. You mm-hmm. do not method act for a bitch. And then afterwards, you're so kind, crack a couple of jokes. They go, okay, she was just acting because for some reason they don't realize that. Can't do that in a self-tape. I literally have, tri- like, I try and bring the personality into a slate and I'm like, I hate myself mm-hmm. because you're just trying so hard and that will take me, a self-tape will take me days and an audition will take me 20 minutes, an in-person one. So we, our union is asking for that. And then the final thing that we are asking for is protection against AI. And here is the most creepy apocalyptic version and way of AI that you think, oh no, AI, has it has its place in Hollywood. I, I love CGI. I love special effects. Now, what they have already started to do without disclosing it to people is background actors, extras, and even some speaking roles will go in, usually most of the time it's people who are not represented by agencies because their agencies are like, let me read this contract. And they're telling, they're giving you at the very last fucking second, this is your in or you're out. You got to do this. And you don't have a lot of say as a background actor, because in order to get into the union, you have to work enough background or work enough union projects and projects that flip. It's a whole fucking ordeal. So when you make background actors useless, you remove any, you remove 99% of new actors. Mm -hmm. And agency too. Mm -hmm. So they say, we're going to hire you for a day. Good payday, hundred bucks. Full day, background actor, 12 hours, not including lunch, not including hair and makeup. They say, okay, we're gonna get you in your wardrobe and we're gonna take a quick little full body scan, you know, make sure that see everything, blah, blah, blah. However, they're saying it. They're scanning their body and their face. And then they are using that face in perpetuity forever. So they're not getting hired for three months to work background on a movie. They're getting hired for one day and using their face for the entire duration of said project and any other project that that studio makes Mm -hmm. forever. So a hundred years from now, that face will be frozen at that age. Maybe they'll age it up for something, but that face will be there in everything. You suddenly turn on TV, you see yourself on a TV show that you didn't work on. You see yourself in a movie that you didn't work on and you get paid nothing. Yep. That's terrifying. And that is the, those (laughs) three things are three of the big things that Bob Iger said were the demands of SAG that were disgusting and outlandish. He said, 
It's very disturbing to me. And then he was, as a follow-up, he was asked, I don't know if you watched the interview, but as a follow-up, he was asked, what's specific about this is disturbing? He couldn't answer. Like, he was stuttering and just didn't say anything. Yeah. There's a level of expectation that they have that is just not realistic. And they're adding to the set of challenges that this business is already facing that is, quite frankly, very disruptive. What we are asking for is not much. (laughs) It is protecting what we currently have and asking for pennies of what you've already taken. So in his fear, (laughs) he is uh, now discussing the possibility of essentially selling off all of the, like every single offshoot entity, what they produce and those different offshoots of all of that kind of stuff, essentially basically trying in my thing, coming for a specific fan base, saying two fan bases Mm -hmm. of two of the biggest fan bases across uh, multimedia mm-hmm. saying, well, we're just going to have to get rid of both because it's just so much money. And this is not exactly what he said, but reading between the lines, basically inciting a <laughs> rage in these, the th- I would say the three largest fan bases across multimedia being like, well, we're just going to have to get rid of all of these things and never make anything that falls into these categories ever again, because they're just making it really hard for like, what was us? We are the victims here. Mm-hmm. And I've already started to see so many fucking people being like, shut up and do your job. Shut up and like, what the, you're going to ruin all of this for everyone else. And that is what they want. There's also been leaked things about all the studios talking about they plan that writers will not be able to pay their mortgage by October. They'll be so broke that their goal is to just break. bleed everyone out yeah. and break them until then what we're coming for is less and they're going to offer even less than what they already was originally. They want to break us. And I have to say it is incredibly adorable and cute that they think that's what's going to happen because have they met actors? Have they met writers? Have you met someone who is, have you met hot people? Have you met smart people? Have you met what happens when hot, smart people, smart, hot people, and then some people are just hot and some people are just smart, come together for a common cause? watch your fucking backs. Like, you're kidding me. Yeah. So I'm just enraged by all of this. And a lot of people have asked, like, what they can do to support. A, I would say just, like, keep up to date. Like, pay attention to, like, what people are saying. And um, the people who are running entities that you might be passively or actively supporting and hearing what they're saying, listening to that kind of stuff and hearing what they're saying from our side and the lens of that and knowing that people are going to, people and bots are going to try to get you to turn against creatives and specifically marginalized creatives and vilify them. And that's not what's happening. That is, that is a narrative that will try to be pushed and you can donate to funds for both of those things that help. If you are in an area where they're striking, you can bring water, you can bring food. Like you don't have to be a, a part of the strike to go physically support i would say go to either wga and or sag after website and there's a lot of frequently asked questions that are listed there and i i would read those yeah we can't specifically say a lot of things yes so there's a lot of people who are also not a part of either like guilds or the unions who can tell you from who can speak about it from purely just an audience member side Mm -hmm. but there are things that we are limited to saying because we are members of it. 
Yeah. And I influencers, aspiring influencers and aspiring actors. It's vital for you to go read this yeah. information. And it's vital for you to get the information directly from if you want to be an actor, SAG, if you want to be a writer from the WGA, you can cross-reference it with TikToks, but people interpreting, like, understand that this, if you fuck it up, you will never be allowed in a union and you cannot act or be a writer to a Hollywood level scale, whether that's a reoccurring guest star on one show mm -hmm. or blockbuster without being in the, you can't. You can't. And also, like, it's important that people understand what's going on. And you can reach out. I had a, as a producer, I had a question about one of my projects. I reached out on Friday evening and I had an answer by Saturday morning. So if you have questions, they have people around the clock answering questions. If you have a question and you're unsure, reach out and ask. Don't ask other people because a lot of people don't know. There's a lot of guessing about things that are going on. I've seen a lot of misinformation out yeah. there, a lot of misinformation. And it's important if you want to be part of one of these gills that you have the firsthand information from the source. Yeah. And they are very different unions and guilds than plumbers, construction, other things that you can be aware of. Entire projects are union projects. Mm -hmm. You can't be on a union project and not be union. You can't you can't opt out. You can't say, oh, I'm not a part of the but I'll that's not a thing. And it's an insurance aspect too. So like if you have a desire at any point in life to get into it, you might how would they know you they know. They know. And that's how unions remain strong mm -hmm. is because strong in the convictions, but also knowing what people sacrifice for this and and who benefits and profits off the back of people who are actively sacrificing yep. their time, their money, whatever it is. So just read that stuff. And specifically, if you are an up and coming influencer, understand the invites you might be getting to things because that is also Mm -hmm. an issue and it's scabbing yes but specifically influencers there is like sag has started a influence brand influencer branch i am not familiar I, like i can't speak i i'm not a part of it like i don't know anything about it but they've literally started an entire branch to protect influencers yes. so if you scab doing things that fall under the tv theatrical that forbids you from being able to join as a influencer yeah. And a union is for your protection, mm -hmm. your safety, health care, but also work mm -hmm. like you cannot do it without it unless you want it. community theater, student films. Sure. But you cannot not you be. cannot do anything professional for money. No. So it's a lot. And we support all of the unions striking. Yeah. So we stand with UPS. We stand with Teamsters. We stand with like all like everyone striking. And that's another thing that people are trying to separate, quote unquote, Hollywood elite from like, these are not like your other. No, no. Unions support other unions striking, whether we're in the same industry or not. So yeah, it's just like a lot <laughs> and it's tough and it's hard, but there is a way to support mm -hmm. people. And it's also not monetary, but we can't so just go and check out those things because they'll tell you what to do. Don't act without don't think that like, oh, I have to do all of these things. There are different guidelines for people who are members and people who aren't. Yep. 
And I'm sure there's other podcasts of people who are not members who are maybe discussing that mm-hmm. more freely. But yeah, that is it. And I also just thought a little fun thing to end this on is that Bob Iger was a registered Democrat until 2016 when he registered as an independent. Interesting. And to that I say, disappointment. (laughs) Bring it back around. Mortifying, embarrassment, oh my gosh. And Hillary Clinton is sitting in her home eating a fruit salad going, I knew. Mm -hmm. I knew. Imagine. She She even had a warning about this too. Imagine a hissy fit over Hillary, a party switching hissy fit over Hillary Clinton. Hillary Rodham Clinton. That bitch is so goddamn fucking powerful. And she knows it. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Well, that is all for this week. Hope you enjoyed. Woohoo! Please leave us uh, comments on Instagram, on Spotify on can't say the last one. Yep. <laughs> that one too. Uh-huh. Fill in the blank. Mad libs. Yes. Well, if we had a tally of the amount of times we had to cut out things from our recordings of all of the podcasts this week, because we accidentally said something we couldn't, mm-hmm. the limit does not exist. Yeah. Follow us on our socials if you want to personally support two people in unions. You can also join our Patreon. (laughs) And if you work for a company that does podcast ads, we're still doing the podcast. Yeah. And Um, we're uh, following all the union regulations that I read from 8 o'clock a.m. to like 2 o'clock p.m. on Saturday. When I tell you I had to read the podcast once 9,000 times because I go, are some of these new words? These are new sentences. I've never. And then they updated it. They uh, And then they made a new frequently asked page for producers. And then they made another one for influencers. And I was just like, I have so many more questions that are on. The, I was like, frequently asked. OK, how about just every question that someone has asked? Because all the asked. I have so many. It's a lot. So that all being said, if you want us to talk about certain things, please know that there are certain things we cannot talk about on this podcast for the time being until our needs are, are, are met. met. Um, so when you're suggesting different things for us. Keep it in mind. Yeah. So we can talk about people. We can't talk about the projects Mm -hmm. that those people are in. Mm -hmm. Anyways, we hope you all enjoyed. Have a great day. Mm. Oh, we'll circle back. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Goodbye. Disappointment. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson.